Hi, this is Austin Anderson. I'm the lead pastor of Tacoa Church. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tacoa Church exists to see people connect to God, to find and live out their purpose. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to our Christmas service. It's so much fun for me to see the kids in service with us worshiping together, celebrating what God is doing. They have so much fun upstairs every week, but I get, I'm, I'm down here, which I love being, um, but it's fun to get to see the kids <clears throat> as well. And it, it's, it's a time, Christmas is a time for us to come together really as a church family and celebrate what Christmas is all about. They have to celebrate what God's working, what he's done, what he is doing, what he will do. And we're finishing our series that we've been doing as a church called Christmas Cheer Tonight. And that's what Christmas Eve, or tonight, Christmas Eve's Eve, that we're celebrating is all about. Celebrating the cheer of God, the cheer of Jesus that he has brought to us, the joy that he has brought to us tonight. And I believe that he wants to give you more of his joy, more of his cheer tonight. My message is called, God has a place for you. God has a place for you. And I believe that this will encourage you tonight that even when Jesus was born, it wasn't into riches and a palace. It was in in a tiny house that had no room, as the kids just even read about. But he has promised us that there is room for us in his house. And I believe that that is a source of joy and cheer for us tonight. That there is a hope for the future, and that gives us joy tonight. I'm not going to read the whole story again, because we read it in the kids' Bible, which, you know, has a, a few artistic embellishments, which is, which is great. It's fun. I love getting to read it with the kids. Um, we read it every morning at breakfast, and honestly, sometimes I get more out of reading the kids' Bible than I do out of my Bible, because it's just so easy to understand the stories. Um, but I want to reread uh, out of Luke chapter 2, where we're looking tonight, just verses 4 through 7. It says, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time had come for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. I grew up not in California. I grew up in Minnesota. And I grew up, they're having like a blizzard right now. I grew up dealing with that at the Christmas season. Snow, it's still weird for me to not have snow. It's really weird to walk into Starbucks and hear like white Christmas playing. And I feel like they, like they just don't get it out here. There's no white Christmas out here. That song should be reserved for other parts of the country and the world. Um, but The church I grew up in in Minnesota actually has been supporting us as we started this church because we only started this church um, a year and a half ago. And there are so many people in our city that don't know the hope, the good news of Jesus. And so while they support um, missionaries around the world, some of what they do is actually support what we're doing right here because we actually have less people that know Jesus here than actually in many even other parts of the world. And so they're here, they're part of our family as a church, and as part of that family, one of the 
places that they're also connected to, that we're connected to, is Haiti. And there are a couple of missionaries that are in Haiti working with some of the people there that are really in need. And it was a couple Christmases ago, it was Christmas Day, they were sitting around and they were just, they read what we just read out of Luke chapter 2, out of their Bible, the Creole Bible, because that's the language that they speak. And they read it and they were just discussing it with one another. What stood out? What, what did they think about the story? It's a great thing to do on Christmas Day, a great tradition. And as they were reading, right, at this story, it's a story that many of us have heard many times. But there were comments about Christ entering the world as a child, a baby. There were comments about Mary and Joseph's faithfulness throughout the process. But then the discussion began to focus on the phrase, there was no room for Mary at the inn. That's the, what the Bible I grew up with had. Um, that's how it was um, in that Bible. Um, we can throw that up there. I think that's NIV that I grew up reading. There was no room for them in the inn. And this is what it said, right, like what I said in the version that I grew up with, except in the Creole version, which is also in the ESV that we read today, it read there was no place, there was no place for Mary at the inn. Instead of room, it said place. A slight variation that maybe we would just read over and it seems inconsequential. And because I've heard sermons on it, discussions on it, though, this really stood out to me and really interested me. When I went to Israel, I saw houses, and I, I got even more insight into what houses looked like there. And growing up, I always read it how maybe most of us read it, that literally the inn had no rooms left in it. Like the first century version of that neon flickering no vacancy sign was up at the inn as they got to Bethlehem. But the insight from Haiti of some just farmer that said, you know, this is what I'm reading that was so profound was to them, no place in the inn didn't so much mean that there was no vacancy. It was that there was no place for Mary because of who she was and their family because of who they were at the inn. For somebody like Mary who had just ridden in on a donkey and probably smelled like it and looked like it in peasants clothes that was having a baby that got pregnant before she even got married, there was no place for her and her family at the inn. There was no place for them. Because let's be honest, if they had more money, there would have been a place somewhere for them in that town or somewhere nearby. Because when you have money, there's always a place. If they had been wearing rich clothes and dressed fancy, there would have been a place for them. They would have never made her give birth in a house that had no room for them. Right? They would have treated them differently if there was money. And what the insight was, right, that, you know, maybe we feel that way. They would have treated us differently as well. If we try to go to, you know, for them in Haiti, if they try to go to one of the good hospitals in the city, they wouldn't take them there. If they walked in in their farming clothes and peasant clothes, there would have been no place for them in the hotels in the nice part of town. They wouldn't have been accepted there. And they said, I get what Jesus' family went through on that night. So my question for us tonight is, how do you feel? Do you feel like there's a place for you in God's house? Do you feel like an outsider sometimes, like there are places that maybe you're not welcome 
Like if you had different parents or a different job or more money, there would be a place in your life. But in your life, maybe you feel a little bit like an outsider, like less than. But here is the truth. Jesus was born into insignificance. We don't get to choose in our lives what's significant and not. Next time you're feeling insignificant, remember that you don't choose it, God does. And he is the great redeemer that when you feel insignificant, when you feel like your life is insignificant, like you have less than, this is our God who takes that and calls it significant. He takes it and redeems it as he did on that fateful night in Bethlehem. And here's the truth. God came to earth for us and he chose to come to this earth through a woman who had no place, who was given no place. And even more amazing, God came to earth with good news for all of us that we have a place. He came to tell us that you have a place here as a child of God. You have a place as well in heaven after this. In fact, right now, it says, my father is preparing a place for you. Jesus said, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. There's room for us in God's house. There's room for you in God's house. In his church, that's his house. And in heaven, he's preparing a place for us. At Tekoa, we say, find your people, find your place, find your purpose, because there is a place for everyone in God's house And there is a room, there is room for everyone in his house. There's a place for you in God's house. But sometimes it feels like we are so insignificant that if we were somebody different, if we had something different, then we could have a way. Reminded me of a few years ago, I was in LA trying to rent a car, and all I could think of was this clip from Seinfeld where he goes to try to rent a car. And he says in this clip that if sorry guys, off of my notes tonight. Um, Can you um, thank you. Um, So anyways, so I went to go rent a car and I felt a little out of place and I felt like, you know, if I was somebody different, if I was, you know, one of the regular customers that had spent a lot of money there that I would get treated differently in that place. And I, what it reminded me of was this clip, and he, he goes to pick up this car that he had reserved just as I went to go pick up a car that I reserved. And I said, I have a reservation. I have a printout. This is what it says. He goes to pick up the car, and they say, sorry, we have no cars available. And he says, I don't understand. Didn't I have it reserved? Didn't I have a reservation? Do you have my reservation? And they say, yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars, though. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservation, right? The car company says, I know why we have reservations. And he says, no, I don't think you do. If you did, I would have a car. See, you know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's the most important part of the reservation is the holding of the reservation. Anybody can take it, but holding it's what's important. And if you go and you ask a supervisor and they're like, well, there's nothing I can do. I've got nothing for you. And you feel like, well, I know you don't have anything for me, but you could find a way. 
if I was really important to you. And when I was in LA, I ended up walking down to a different car company, to the budget car company, where I got a nicer car for less money than I was supposed to pay in the first place. And I thought, well, there's a place for me here, even though there wasn't a place for me there. And in the same way for Jesus, there was no place for them. They couldn't find a hotel. They couldn't find a public place to stay. They didn't have the finances with enough money that would have surely made a way for them somewhere. Somebody would have moved out of their house so they could have had the house to have the baby if they had enough money. But even with family and friends staying with them, there wasn't enough room for Mary and the baby. They were crammed in, they were packed in, and Jesus had to literally be put in the manger because there was no place for them in the room of the house. That he was born into a place and a house where there was no place for him and his family. Jesus didn't come as a rich, royal, conquering king. He came to conquer and lead, but not in the way that people thought he was. He was born a few miles south of Jerusalem in a tiny village. God have been, could have been born in Jerusalem in the capital, and in a rich hotel, or the palace, or a fancy house. No, he chose to come to the little village of Bethlehem, to be born in a house where there was no place for his family. Because who he is, is the great redeemer. And who he is, is somebody that's going to make a place for those who have no place or feel like they have no place. And what I love about this story and what I learned when I visited Israel is that instead of in, like some of the translations say, most of the newer translations have realized that this word was not so much of like a hotel, it was an actual part of the house that was a separate room, saying that there was no room for his family in the part where you would stay, so they stuck him in the part where there was the manger and the animals. And what I love about Jesus is he's the great redeemer. And in Luke 22, he's preparing the last supper that we, many of us know so well. And Jesus tells his disciples, go tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room? And that word guest room is the same exact word in Greek that there was no place for Mary in the guest room of the house. But Jesus would go and in that guest room, he says, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples and he will show you the person that owns the house, a large upper room furnished, prepare the Passover there. And in the Christmas story, they couldn't find a hotel. They couldn't find a room even in the house that they would eventually find a place to stay in. That same room had no space, so they had to stick Jesus in the manger because there was no more floor space, living space whatsoever for Mary and the family. And that same place is where Jesus would eventually go with his disciples, where he would come once again not to be served, but to serve, and he would wash the disciples' feet. He would explain communion to them, explain what he was going to go do on the cross for them. And I think of that rental car story and I think about when we get to heaven and how it's not going to matter. Because there's not going to be any cars in heaven. I won't have the same issue I had ever again when I get there. Matter of fact, I was thinking about this and I thought the kids in the service would like it. But I was legitimately thinking about, you know, the angels fly around. There's no cars, I don't think, in heaven. And we're going to get new bodies in heaven. 
would probably just get to fly around in heaven. At least in, in my idea of what heaven is, like we're gonna, those new bodies are going to be flying bodies and we can travel around however we need to travel around. There's going to be no cars, there's going to be no nothing, we have no need for that anymore. Christmas is the celebration of Jesus making a place for us when there wasn't even a place for him when he was born. And it's the story of John 3, 16 that most of us know so well, a verse that the kids have actually been memorizing this month. Take a look. Go ahead. God loves the world so much that he gave us his one and son. John 3, 16, Right, this is the heart of Christmas, that God loved us so much that he sent his son for us, and that's what we celebrate on Christmas, the sending, the coming of that son that God provided for us, that he sent his only son for us, that whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. It's not just that we won't die, but that we will have eternal life, and that eternal life will be with God, and there's a place for us, because Jesus is there right now preparing a room for each and every one of us in God's house. God has made a place for us in his house. And sometimes we feel like outsiders, but in his house we don't have to feel like outsiders. That happened to me today. I was playing um, some sports at the park today, and um, at, between games I was waiting to play another game, and I, we just finished, and there was two guys that I just played with, and they were talking and getting to know each other, and they, they had so much fun together, and they're talking about how, hey, we should, like, play a tournament together. Like, let's connect. Like, let's just exchange phone numbers and play together. And I'm just, like, awkwardly standing by, like, well, what about me over here? And it was fine. I didn't actually, like, they were up in Sunnyvale, and that's not where I live, and so I didn't really want to go uh, up there to play with them anyways. But, right, that's life. We all enter situations like that at our work, at school, even sometimes with our family or with our friends. But in God's house, it's different. There's always a place for us in his house. We're always welcome in his house. No matter how we come, we are welcome in his house. He accepts us where we are, no matter what we might lack or have. And I hope tonight that that gives you hope. Gives you some cheer tonight. Maybe you're missing family Maybe you can't go home for Christmas. Maybe your family isn't, doesn't look the way you wish it looked. Maybe you don't have a home to go to. Well, God has a place for you in his house, and he has made a place in heaven for you as well. And that should be the source of our joy and our cheer this Christmas season. He says, I'm building you a forever home right now in heaven. It'll be ready for you when you get there. But in the meantime, there's a place for you in my, in my house right here in the church in this world. And for me, that gives me hope. It gives me gratitude. It gives me joy for tonight, for what God has done. I want to pray for us. I'm going to invite the band back up here. I want to pray that God would give you hope, that he would give you joy, that he would give you cheer tonight in this season. Would you guys bow your heads and pray with me? God, we thank you that you didn't come to live the easy life. You came not to be served, but to serve. 
even the family you were born into wasn't the rich of the rich. They weren't the most well-off. Even as you came into this world, there was no place for you in the guest room. God, thank you that you've made a place for us. Thank you that you came, Jesus, for us, and we thank you. I pray that you would just fill our church, fill us as we celebrate over these next few days with your hope, with your joy, with your cheer, that there's a place for us in your family, God, and there will always be a place for us in your family. May that just fill our church with joy tonight. As we're praying here right now, if, if you've never accepted what God has done and, and come into his house and joined his family, he made a way through Jesus who would live a perfect life, die on the cross, the death that we deserve for our sins, and then raise to new life later. He says, just believe in me and choose to follow me and you will have a place in my house and in my family. If that's you tonight, I want to invite you, just echo these words with me. Maybe you want to remake this commitment that you've made before. But God is saying, welcome home, welcome into my house, just, just come home. Just pray this with me. Jesus, I confess that I have sinned and messed up. And I believe, Jesus, that you came and that you died for me and that you rose again. And Jesus, I choose to follow you. Amen. Well, as we continue tonight, we're going to sing a song called Jaira. It's a new song for our church. Before we do, I want to let you know what that word means. It's a strange word for many of us. Jaira comes from the longer name for God, Jehovah Jaira, which means the God, that God will provide. God will provide for us. He's provided a place for us. He's provided what we need. He's our provider no matter what we need. If it's a place, if it's a space, if it's a family, if it's healing, if it's joy, if it's hope, whatever you need, he has made a way for us and he's the one that will provide for us. I want to invite you guys to stand up. Let's sing together. Let this be your prayer of who God is. If you need him to be your provider tonight, may you just invite him in to be your provider. And may it give you joy and cheer tonight that God is our provider. Let's sing together. Thank you for joining us on the Tekoa Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and let God do the work only he can do. We hope it helped you wherever you are at in your faith journey. We want to connect with you if you're going through something difficult or looking to be a part of our church community. Fill out the Tekoa card on our Connect page tacoachurch.org slash connect. While there, you can also see the most up-to-date information in the life of our church. A special thank you to those of you who give to Tacoa. Your sacrifice makes this podcast and our Sunday gatherings possible, as well as creates life change throughout the world. You can be a part of this by going to tacoachurch.org slash giving. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Until next time, blessings.